Okay, before we start this podcast episode, I just want to give out a trigger warning. I talk a lot about um, suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts, and so I just want to make sure that you're in a good mental health headspace. So listen to this podcast episode before you even continue to listen. Um, I will have show notes that, what? No, I will have the suicide hotline prevention and crisis hotline prevention number in the show notes so please reach out for help like do like I talk a lot about this because it's a lot of my personal experience with it and so please 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 seek help um and I also want right after saying that going to something a lot lighter um June 6th was my three-year podcasting anniversary and I did absolutely nothing for it and I really didn't celebrate it but I think it's important to look back and recognize that after three years of podcasting, I have been able to hit 258,000 total podcast downloads. And so I want to thank everyone who has ever pressed play on my podcast. You mean so much to me. And the fact that you are even here listening to another podcast episode is the reason why I get to live out a dream that I never thought possible. So thank you for three years of podcasting. There's going to be many more. And... Let's just get on with the episode. I'm pretty sure I want to hear my crazy self. Okay, peace. Just like magic, just like magic. Middle finger to my thumb and then I snap it. Hey, just like magic, I'm attractive. I get everything I want because I'm attractive. I don't want to waste no time on some dumb password to your phone. You can miss me with that. Redesign your brain. We gon' make some new habits. Okay, I'm done, bro. I'm done. Please, please don't log out. Please don't log out, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I kind of want to add to it. Okay, editing Brianna coming in. <clears throat> Got a white boy on my roster. He be feeding me pasta and lobster. He just hit me up on Tuesday. Like, what you doing, babe? Let me take you shopping. I told him what I'm a little. Welcome to the Distract Me Please podcast. I am your host, Brianna Silva, and today, y'all, I am here by myself. We are in a good mood. We are in a good place. Oh, my God. The joy raging through my body. First of all, I want to apologize for that last podcast episode. I personally think it sounded so freaking annoying, like literally so freaking annoying, Listen, I recorded it at midnight. Sometimes I have my moments where I'm just obnoxious and it's like, girl, girl. And that was one of those episodes. I was just so obnoxious. I, what in the valley, girl? It was (laughs) like, it it was giving so much that it like it, mm, it was giving bad. It was giving annoying. It was giving girl, shut the hell up. And honestly, if you clicked off of that last podcast episode, I get it. Now I have a few confessions. These are my confessions, like I'm Usher, right? So I posted two TikTok videos <laughs> of like just a recording from this podcast clip and from the last podcast episode. And they're just like, you know, screen recordings of my podcast. And one of the captions was like, oh, I went to an interview and they played this for me and told me they didn't want someone who represented themselves like this. That is not true. And then the next one was like, Oh, Honey Bunches of Oats pull their sponsorship. That's also not true. Downloads are low and I wanted clout. Genuinely, 
genuinely downward downloads were low and i just wanted clout so if you clicked onto this podcast episode because of those tiktok episodes i apologize not really i'm really gonna do it again but just know this is the clip that y'all can play when i start posting some random and weird podcast content or like tiktok content telling you to come listen to my podcast episode or i'm posting wild things all over the internet and y'all are like is this true is she lying and then i get like known for being a liar on social media refer back to this clip i will do things for clout i will lie for clout and that's just that i am that person i'm just that person y'all i'm just that girl i'll lie for clout i i might even hit scissor level i might hit scissor level lies y'all know when she was like i've never had a tv before can someone um tell me like any tv recommendations but like two years ago she posted a picture of her in the living room and like there was a tv behind her and it's like girl she just be lying for no reason and that's really finna be me on the internet because like it's the internet things aren't real i'm sorry internet the internet is not real and that's just that on that part so <laughs> i wanted to talk a little bit about pmdd because it is something that i didn't realize that i struggled with until social media and if you don't know what pmdd is it is like pre-menstrual let me actually look it up because I just know, got a white boy on my Rasta. He be feeding me pasta and lobster. Sorry, that was literally the last thing I Googled. Um, so I just like pulled up my Google and saw it and started singing it. Premenstrual dysphoric, yeah, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So I didn't hear about this until TikTok. And like, that is so sad to say that we live in a world where like TikTok lets us know what's wrong with us. Um, let me explain. PMDD is actually, from my understanding, not from like professionals telling me this. I need y'all to know that this is strictly self-research that I've done by using Google, TikTok, YouTube, like as much information I can find on it because I truly didn't know. But from my understanding, it is categorized as a depression disorder and or a depressive disorder because of the way it changes you mentally, but it's all surrounding your period. And so there was this TikTok video that popped up and it was like, when I'm feeling suicidal, when I can't get out of bed, when I like literally feel like everyone hates me and like my world is crumbling and I think I'm gonna be stuck in this phase forever. And then it like cut to her looking hot and it was like, oh, JK, it was just my period. And I was like, oh my God, that's been me my entire life. Like genuinely, that's not even a joke. I always fell in this cycle of like, I hate myself. I literally wanna off myself. That is why I literally have a semicolon tattoo. Those are not like, I joke about it because I can look back on it and smile on it. Genuinely, I will have to put a warning in the beginning of this podcast episode, but genuinely, like, that is how I felt. Like, I literally wanted to off myself to the point of some attempts, but we're not going to talk about that. But I actually do talk about one of the attempts later on in this podcast episode. Like I said, we got real deep here. Like, literally, I got so depressed. Like, it was hard to get up. There were days that I literally skipped class because I laid in bed and cried. And it always started, like, two like two weeks before my period. And I never connected that until my period came. And as soon as my period was here and I, like, 
realized that I was menstruating, I was instantly like, oh my God, like it's fine. I'm being dramatic, girl, I feel fine. And I go about the day and I'm like more joyous and energetic. Like I can tell y'all right now, I have started. I started my period like and I'm joyous and I'm happy and that's why I'm coming to y'all I'm I feel like I'm more level-headed I feel like I'm more happy and uppity and it got to the point where there was one time that we were talking about um bipolar bipolar disorders in my psych class and I was like that is too close to home like the way he expresses it of like you have these really down depressive moments and then like within a few weeks, like your mood literally flips and you're uppy and it's almost like manic and you know, it's these crazy things. And it's like, I've never hit a hardcore manic stage, but I was like, damn, I really feel bipolar. Like what the hell is that? And then from that TikTok, I went into the comments of the whole like suicidal, he he, wanna kill myself, wanna ruin my life, wanna like all of these things. And then I hit the comments and every other comment was like, oh, my God, girl, same. And then the other comment would be like, girl, that's PMDD. And then the next comment would be like, this is literally so me. Haha, ha, glad someone can relate. Y'all, that's PMDD. And it just kept flipping back and forth like that. And then I got to the comments that were like, I just thought this was normal. Why, do, why is everyone in the comments telling me I have PMDD? And I'm sitting there like, no, girl, same. Because that's me. And then I got another TikTok video. Same thing happened. When I'm suicidal, uh, can't even get dressed, can't get out of bed, literally have to like call out of work sometimes. Like I said, I literally used to skip class because like I couldn't do it. Like I would walk out my door and just start crying because of how much I hated my life and myself and everything around me. And there was like such an intense feeling of genuinely no joy. And it doesn't mean that like I couldn't feel joy in that time period, but I was very much aware that there was a cap on the joy that I could feel. Like I would be out with friends and it would be nice to like smile and forget about it. But the, se the second quietness fell over the room as it does in social settings, you know, you'll be talking and then everyone just kind of like flatlines on the conversation. The second that flatline hit, like I would have to hold back tears because now I'm back in my head. I'm back in my, did, did I just say something embarrassing? Oh my God, they hate me. They invite me out here for pity. Like, no one likes you. What am I doing here? I really needed, like, I don't deserve to be on this earth. Like, it it was a constant cycle. So I got another video like that. And again, the comments were all like, this is PMDD. Other girls being like, same. And so I finally looked into it and I realized that PMDD, like, that is just it. It is so mentally hard on you and on your body because you genuinely don't, realize that that is not everyone's normal because I mean for as long as I can remember since I've had a period that is always how I felt and so I was just like oh yep I'm just well I mean for a long period of my life I was just honestly depressed and I never got those I had a few months where I'd have like the manic high of like yay like life is great but for the most part I was really I was a really depressed kid and then as an adult having more freedom getting to finally have control on my life and what I do and where I go and what I study and who I'm with um i it's been easier to fall out of that like constant state of depression i really should have gotten professional help for this but honestly i do not come from a family who like looks into mental health help so like that wasn't really an option girly even though i wanted it like i couldn't get it and that's still kind of the case today except thankfully texas a&m offers free counseling services and free therapy services so i've been using that and that's really helped like put my mind on and like keep my mind straight about certain things that I feel in life but yeah when I finally got to a sense of like I don't constantly feel depressed and I actually experience joy and I can go to bed and wake up and still feel like joyous or I finally have a sense of neutrality where it's not like 
oh my god I'm either extremely happy or extremely sad but it's just like it is what it is I'm not happy or sad like I'm just neutral you know um that's when I really started to realize that like oh my god like this manic and depressive state like functions around my period and so the thing about being like having PMDD is not realizing like you are depressed because of your period because when you are in that mindset you genuinely cannot get out of your head to go I'm depressed oh I know that every time my period comes around I get very depressed to the point of like suit like suicidal ideation or sometimes very very dark suicidal thoughts um my period's probably coming. Let me calm down and see if my period comes around. Like, it genuinely feels like, no, this is just how I feel. This is how I always felt. Like, I always get like this. Every time I feel better, like, it happens again. And so it's really hard to pull yourself out of that mindset of, like, oh, my period might be coming. Um, and so, yeah, I've had to do a lot of research. And I wanted to talk about this because, like I said, like, I just started my period. And since being on birth control, I've realized that, this PMDD cycle isn't as intense, but it's still there. You know, birth control wasn't like an all fix, but I still realize every time my period comes around, I do fall into a state of like, man, I'm really tired, sluggish. I feel like crap. One of the things that I've started to realize um, is I really, really hate my body because the bloating happens and being a bigger woman, and I don't get me wrong, everyone struggles with body issues, but not by not, I want to say this in a way that doesn't belittle other people's genuine body dysmorphia and the struggles that they go through, but there is so a difference between feeling fat and being fat, and society will definitely remind you of that. There's body dysmorphia, and then there is just like true, I am fat and the world reminds me, and one is not worse than the other but I only want to bring that up because I genuinely need some of y'all when y'all are talking about body issues to look around the room and look at your audience because it is very hurtful for a person like me who I have found my confidence you know and I'm not just saying like oh that needs to be all on you and you need to watch out for other people's mental states no it's also going to be on me to be able to be in a room and recognize they're talking about body issues and it is making me feel worse than how I already feel I either need to step away from this conversation excuse myself find an excuse to go to the bathroom stay in there extra long literally make them think that I'm take like I am mean, crapping my pants and <laughs> like wait till I think this conversation is over you know like you you do not have to be aware of other people's emotions and you do not like uh what is that what word am I looking for? I always be forgetting my words when I be talking, y'all. But, like, you are not responsible. You are not responsible for other people's emotions. But I want to say this to the people, like, if you are in a friendship setting and, you know, you have a really close friend and you constantly talk about these bodily issues and suddenly you realize why your friend is closing down or, like, shutting down a little. and Or if they bring this up to you, to not get too offensive, like, defensive not offensive but not get too defensive and truly have that conversation because me being a bigger woman like genuinely I think my jean size now is like 16 or 18 right when I am in a room with people who are smaller than me who might be a size 10 or a size 8 in jeans you know like genuinely smaller bodies and you talk about being 
fat and you're like oh my gosh every time I look at a picture of myself like I just feel like I'm fat like I just look so fat and people tell me that I'm fat and I believe that you do feel like that you know society is really hard on people's bodies um we always have this look of like there's this perfect body and then body types are trends but that's a different conversation but when you say things like that over and over maybe once or twice it's like that's easy to brush off but when if you are a very close friend and you are saying things like that as a friend who is probably like the biggest girl in the room it hurts because all I hear is I am afraid to look like you in my mind I look like you because you're sitting here and you're belittling yourself and you probably know that you mean like oh I'm afraid for my body to get big but at the same time I need you to recognize that like you are also saying like I'm afraid to look like you I'm afraid that I look like you if I look like you I'll be ugly and people like to connect fat and ugly to mean the same thing sometimes and so when you are genuinely a bigger body and I have been a bigger girl my entire for as long as I can remember like genuinely I think the last time that people would look at me and consider me like normal or like within the average weight size or whatever healthy weight size was probably when I was like three and then ever since then I've always just been a chunky kid like she instantly grew into a little meatball like (laughs) and so everyone reminded me of that you know and so it's taken a lot of work to have better body days but especially around that time back to PMDD especially around that time when like my emotions start getting dark and my mood gets dark you know I literally have to tell myself don't look in the mirror today you are beautiful because now I can look in the mirror and I can say girl I am that girl I am that girl I am hot I am sexy I am beautiful so what if I'm fat so what if I have more weight on me than the average person that doesn't make me ugly so what if I'm over 200 pounds like girl I am not ugly I'm just bigger because I'm beautiful and when you're beautiful you got to take up more space you know don't you want to spread the beauty okay And I know that and I can genuinely say that. And I have moments where I literally look at pictures of myself and I'm literally like, wow, I can't believe I'm genuinely this beautiful. But at the same time, when that mood gets low, I look at my body and I can't. I feel ugly. I feel disgusting. Suddenly I'm bloated and I'm like, oh, my God, I just gained so much more weight. And that really sucks. And oh, my gosh, people are going to let me know that I look fat and people are going to let me know that I look ugly because I gained more weight, especially once I come home to family. Oh, forget it. Oh my God, Brianna, you're gaining so much weight. You need to cut back. You, you need to stop. Like you're gaining so much weight. That is not good for you. What are you doing with your life? And I know it's not coming from a place of genuine concern of health, because if it was, those comments would be different. Those comments would be, Brianna, are you okay? Why do you ask? I just noticed that you gained a little weight and I just want to make sure that it's coming from a place of happiness. I don't want to make sure there's no health concerns. There's no like mental, just like those words would be different. It wouldn't be, oh my God, you're gaining weight. You need to stop. Like I literally had to have a conversation with my mom where she looked at me one day and went, Brianna, you're really getting big. And I was like, can you please stop saying that to me? And she was like, what? I'm probably the only person who's going to tell it to you like it is. So I'm letting you know. And then I went, why are you telling me that? And she was like, because it's true. That's okay. I'm not offending you. I know that I have extra weight that I need to lose. Like, it's just the truth. And I went, no, 
I am offended because you looked at my body, thought it was ugly, and then told me that I need to lose weight. You didn't say those words out of genuine concern for me. And especially because that conversation happened literally a week right after I got my physical and everything was in the normal range. All of my blood work came back normal. Like everything in my health came back perfectly healthy 23-year-old girl not even dangerously close to high cholesterol or high blood pressure no everything was literally in perfect range and so i remember being like oh my god mom like i'm so perfectly healthy this is so fun like because i have been making changes to try to like add better foods in my diet and work out a little more consistently even though we're still working on it because guess who hasn't been to the gym in like two three weeks oops but you know i was definitely making those lifestyle changes because i could feel it in my mood and my energy and so I was so happy and I expressed that to her. So she knew that. And then she still turned around and went, no, you need to lose weight. And I told her, like, no, I know this is out, isn't out of concern for my health. You're saying this because you looked at my body, thought I was ugly and made that comment. And then you wanted to connect it back to you because you look at yourself and you think, oh, I'm ugly because I have this extra weight. And so that is why you told me that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. First of all, I shut her down. Girl... Literally, I was like, what's four plus four? Eight. And that's what I really did because <laughs> it shut her down. I finally got my mom to go silent. Y'all, I literally wanted to like throw a parade for myself. But it's true. That is why when family members are like, I'm saying this out of concern. I'm saying this because, you know, that is, it's the truth. I literally, I literally now I ask them, why did you say that? And I don't agree with that. Or there's another time. And don't get me wrong, there's still moments where I just shut down when people talk about my body, but I sometimes I want to remember these moments of like when I was in Dominica, which is where my family's from, not Dominican Republic. It's a small French island called Dominica, positioned right between Martin Martinique and Guadeloupe. Girl, I was about to say Martin Loop. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is that? Martinique and Guadeloupe. Um, yes, I said it with a white accent. And so what, Ben? So what? Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but we were down there and this girl literally like walked up to me and she was like, oh my God, Brianna, I haven't seen you since you're a kid. I was like, yeah. She was like, oh my gosh, you've gained so much weight, girl. You need to lose weight. And I just went, no. She was like, what? You don't want to lose weight? I was like, no, I don't want to lose weight. I have no desire to lose weight. And her demeanor changed so quickly. She was like, you know what? good for you you know you wear your weight well like hey so if you don't lose weight don't lose weight and I was like thanks and I 
<laughs> like, and I think that probably was the first conversation where she had with someone where she said, like, you need to lose weight. And I just went and someone responded with, nah, I don't want to. I have no desire to lose weight. And that is so true. Like, I genuinely, well, now I have gained a lot of happy relationship weight. And I've learned to love this body with the extra happy a uh, happy relationship way and I can look in the mirror again and be like oh my god girl I love you all those curves mm, delicious because one still very much need to learn bodies fluctuate one day I'll lose weight and next day like I'll gain it back like bodies fluctuate all the time all the freaking time and I know a big part of that is right now my lifestyle is literally behind computers doing constant schoolwork. it's really hard for me to find time to go outside um like it, like just the lifestyle that I live in the area that I live in I know that is putting me in a position where I'm constantly like sitting down not doing much but I know once I start having more time where it's just like oh I'll have to do is work I don't have to like do work and come home and do like actual homework like work that I have to do at home I'll probably have more time where I'm like okay well I want to go take a walk in the park or I want to go walk on the treadmill or if I live in a safe neighborhood girl my neighborhood in Houston, I know is a safe place. I walk it all the time with my dog. So, you know, when I just have more active, when I have a more active lifestyle, it is very much easier to maintain weight and like not constantly, constantly gain weight. Cause I know right now I'm in a state of like constantly gaining weight and not maintaining and like, oopsies, but <laughs> you know, um, where am I even going with this? Y'all, I just went off on a whole tangent with bodies, but it's easy for me to talk about it because I mean, now I am in a position where I'm like, okay, I love my body again. And, you know, sometimes I really, truly need a fight for body neutrality because body positivity, like, I just learned to love this body right now that I'm currently in. If something happens, if I get injured for some reason and I'm literally, like, bedridden and I can only eat and not do much, first of all, I know I'm going to eat junk food because every time I get sad, I eat junk food, which is a whole other thing with PMDT. <laughs> <laughs> every time I get sad I just want junk food like when I'm happy when I'm in better states like I can eat healthy and it like it's filling you know it's fulfilling to me it feels great I feel great I feel like I look great it's easy for me to like have a salad or have a smoothie bowl and like not think too much of it when I'm in a bad mental health space I will eat a salad and then literally like two hours later I'm like no I genuinely just need something that like makes my heart happy which is like some greasy tacos my mm, i love mexican food y'all i like genuine mexican food okay it will forever have a place in my heart oh my god oh my not tex-mex no no i want authentic mexican food although i'm pretty sure it's from who makes pupusas because i have been seeing tiktok videos of this girl eating pupusas and i'm like i've never tried pupusas and i want to try pupusas I need to look for a place in Bryan College Station that sells that. Oh, I want to try pupusas. Is it Puerto Rico or is it Dominican Republic? Or mm, don't come for me, y'all. I don't know too much about the Hispanic culture, but I do know Mexican food has my heart. Okay, it is the best food out of all the Hispanic foods. I'm so I said it, I said it, and I'll keep it like that. <laughs> and I mean that with all my heart. <laughs> Ooh, I just hit the mic. Um damn i want a pupusa now i want to try it so badly Ooh, y'all have any recommendations please send those recommendations my way please uh
feel, but that is my tangent. That is a PMDD. I felt really bad. And for the past two weeks, I just felt so down. And I had a moment where I was like, oh my God, I think it's my period and I need to calm down. Luckily with birth control, I haven't gotten to like the suicidal ideation point anymore. Um, actually for a long time now, it's been a few years since I've had moments where I'm just like, oh my God, I want to off myself or I wish something would just like, you know, those, all those thoughts and it's to the point where I've had them for so much in my life that like they don't they don't seem triggering right like they don't seem that big of a deal to say like oh yeah I thought about like wanting to uh, myself or like (laughs) hoping something will uh, me like you know (laughs) like you know but I realize that I have moments where sometimes when I listen to other people talk about it and I am in a bad mental health space it does instantly make me spiral and so that's why I'm going to make sure to put a warning but it's so weird like that has been my normal for so long in my life that I didn't realize like how much of a toll it can truly have on you um so handle yourself with care please 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 be careful I will literally have like the suicidal hotline down in my show notes mental health help down in my show notes because if you're in a crisis I know what that feels like I have literally written suicide letters and then signed my name because I wanted to make sure that everyone knew, like, I did it, like, I wasn't murdered, this isn't planned, because I also knew that I was really good at putting on a happy face and faking everything that I felt inside, and so I knew the people who I opened up to would know, and then the people who I never opened up to would be like, no, no way, she was murdered. Ew, this is where I told the story time of like one of my attempts. Not today, y'all. Not today. Not today. (laughs) That is so deep and emotional on the internet, but I know how I feel and I like (laughs) like it is my truth. It is just my truth. Um, but yeah. PMDD is crazy. Like it's truly, truly crazy. So I know how you feel. I've been there. I've been in those dark places. That was like I know how it feels and I also know how it feels to be in those dark places and not being able to have the resources to go and get help whether that's because you're too young to go out and look for it on your own and the people who are supposed to protect you are not helping you because they see it as dumb or you literally can't afford it because it's America and this healthcare system sucks and it's really expensive and you just feel like you are literally on your last will like literally your last will to live like looking for that will girl where she go she left she went out the door and I haven't seen her in a few years I know that feeling and I'm telling you do not give up because if there is a will and there is she might not be with you she's not in the room with us right now but she's out there (laughs) she is out there and it will come back but it does take day by day literally call that hotline if you need to and just talk literally I hear that the wait times are horrendous and they'll put you on hold for two hours. Girl, you better hold off for two hours. You better hold off. Or you can make light of a dark situation and literally laugh and be like, damn, they don't even care about me. And I'm literally like at the edge. No, seriously, girl, I'm at the edge of the chair waiting to jump. And they're not even answering me. Like, hold on, let me go out with the bang. Let me wait until someone's on the phone and I can be dramatic. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, just... I I swear, like, please do not give up. Please do not give up. I, if this, if this at least reaches one person who is at the, who is literally just like, I am on my last will, bro, 
do not give up. I promise there are people out there who care about you. I promise there are people out there who will realize you're missing. And I also know what it's like to be in, like, surrounded by people who don't really have your best interests and kind of use you as, like, the background character to their main character energy. And so because you're surrounded by people like that already going through some bad mental health days, it feels like, who cares? Like, I want this pain to go away. I want the pain to stop. Like, I'm gone. They're not even going to notice. You'll probably be surprised. It might be the barista at that coffee shop that you go to every single day who is suddenly like, I, I noticed this person hasn't come in for like a week. Where did they go? I hope they're okay. Or maybe it's your neighbor who you didn't realize like loves to see you like walk out the door with your dog and they love seeing your dog and you and suddenly they're like, oh my God, why are there cops? Why is this person's house around? Like what is happening? Like you aren't even aware and I promise it is hard to be a person on this planet without making some sort of an impact. Maybe the impact is not as big as you think, but I promise there is someone literally just like so happy to see you walk by maybe without even realizing it and you're really like a really good functioning depre like depressed person so you walk out of your house in the cutest outfits and there's like a little girl who sees you walk past her house every day or like drive past or whatever and she sees you and she's just like oh my god i want to be as cool as you or a little boy who's just like i want to be as cool as you oh my god like you have the coolest outfits that's so cool i hope to be you one day or they see you in the store and they're just like oh i hope to be you one day and they think about you like you do have a you do make an impact as long as you breathe you make an impact so don't give up y'all and that was my cute little emotional rant i can't believe i didn't get emotional during that <laughs> but pmdd is serious and if you also feel like you have pmdd do your research talk to your doctor or if you're like me and everything that has to do with vaginal health and you have to hide it from your mother because she Christian, just just ugh, just the Catholic Church is all I have to say. The Catholic Church. So you go out, you call your insurance, you figure out what it covers, and you get birth control sent to you for free without your mother ever knowing until there was one time that you put in a request and they sent a letter home and she called you about it. And then you're like, girl, I have PMDD and I'm just putting in a request for birth control. And she's like, fine, but you need to let me know. But like little does she know that you've been on birth control for like four years and it has helped with your PMDD and you no longer have suicidal ideations. And instead you just get a little depressed. You realize your mood is down. You have a mental breakdown and then you take some deep breaths and you wait for your period to come and then your period comes and you're happy. But yeah, if you're like me, you could just do that. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next topic. Every podcast episode that I have done so far, I have talked about books guys go to your nearest store open up the kindle app open up the amazon app buy the first book of the throne of glass series not assassin's blade you don't need to read that yet the way i am reading it is throne of glass crown of midnight and then assassin's blade although i know my roommate who's the one who's done all the research she's been like literally she is my book guide you heard of a tourist guide? I have a book guide. She is the one who has mapped out everything. She has TikTok saved for me. And every single time I finish a book, she says, she sends me the TikToks associated with that book. She tells me the order to read it. So she was the one who was like, do Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, then Assassin's Blade, which is the prequel, prequel to Throne of Glass because it takes you back to the childhood life of our main character, Selena, who we love and adore. And there's a crazy plot twist and moving forward, there might be spoilers. 
I will try my hardest to not give you spoilers because I need y'all to go out there and get this freaking book series. It is so good. But there's a lot of people who do it. Throne of Glass, Crown of Fire, Heir of something, Heir of Midnight? I don't know. No, there's Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, Heir of Fire. And then they go back to Assassin's Blade. But she had me do Assassin's Blade before Heir of Fire. And honestly, I love that because oh my god selena like this it is insane like these books are so insane and so far my favorite i am roughly it goodreads tells me i'm 49 percent of the way done y'all my favorite like miniature story because the assassin's blade is basically like five short stories of her growing up before this is not a spoiler but throne of glass the way it opens up is she is in a slave like she is a slave she's in the salt mines as a slave to the king of otterland i know I, <laughs> the way it is pronounced and the way it is spelled you're literally gonna be like girl what i have had to google how to pronounce so many words in this to the point where i sort of gave up there's a whole glossary and wiki page on like how to pronounce all the different words in this book series it's insane i gave up i now make up my own but that is one that i had to look up and one that my roommate let me know how to pronounce it's literally like otter but like otterland like ireland and otters otterland like otterland like it is weird anyways um but she is a slave to the king of that kingdom and so this assassin's blade the prequel is starting from like two years out before she is captured and thrown in the salt mines as a slave and so it's every it's these five big turning points in her life that leads her up to being a slave and i am just like oh my gosh and so far my favorite one has been the red desert again i'm only halfway done the red desert had me gagging i it was it is such a beautiful story because i think it's the perfect halfway point because everything leading up to that is very intense and crazy and heart-wrenching like literally having to sit there and take deep breaths throughout the book because there is just so much violence and gore which is so weird because like typically when i'm watching like gory movies like that i'm chilling i'm big i'm being chilling but with the book because this series is like a very action-packed fantasy series with a touch of romance throughout which is nice because i i'm not a girl who loves to read about romance and romance and stuff like that although i do kind of want to like dabble a little bit in it and i kind of want to dabble within the romance and like read some really cute romance books and like let's see what happens also adeline morin she did a bunch of like horny book recommendations on her instagram story which i honestly think it was her burner instagram story and i screenshotted all those books because i also want to dabble in that like i want some smut like ooh, like ah i want kind of books like that you know i'm an adult now you know i am 23 i want to see what those books look like i'm old enough to know and i'm old enough to read those scenes so i want to read those scenes but back to this whole book series the red desert was like the perfect in between of there was a lot of peace and happiness and then boom insane plot twist which is why i love this series because i am a person who loves to play along with the series in trying to figure out what is happening 
I love, love, love. I love, I know you can hear me swallowing all these mouth noises. I need to stop. But I am someone who loves figuring out what is happening. And so I will sit there and I'll start to guess the plot. And when it is something that has the most cliche plot lines, I guess it all, I figure it out before it even happens. And then I'm sitting there like, I already knew. I already knew that was going to happen to the point where literally me and my boyfriend will be watching movies and stuff and I can predict the next line out of the person's the character's mouth and he's just looking at me like how did you do that and I'm like bro don't don't ask me I just know <laughs> like I truly just know and I can predict it so what I like about Throne of Glass is these plot twists are so insane and she's foreshadowing it the entire time. You are like, you are watching the buildup, but she is so good at hiding the plot and sprinkling those foreshadows, but you don't realize it's like foreshadowing what is happening until it happens. And then you're sitting there like, oh, what the hell? And you're going back and you're realizing everything that just happened and everything that you read. And you realize like the signs were there all along, but they were so small that you didn't realize like that's how they paired together. Like, <laughs> and so that is what happened in red desert it was so peaceful and it was so calm and you're like uh tranquility and you think like it's going one day and all of a sudden she put that thing down flipped it and reversed it it's your nipper nipper plant yeah and it it literally happened and i screamed that plot twist twisted my heart I want to ruin okay spoiler alert spoiler okay you know what no I'm a person who like needs a deep one of the deepest plot twists to like kind of get it this is not one of the big plot twists but I'm gonna completely spoil this not too insane so Selena promised this girl you have 20 minutes to escape and get out of my shooting range I'm gonna shoot one arrow and I'm gonna aim it for in your neck and if you're not out of shooting range you're dead because she's so pissed off at this girl so the girl's running off. She's taking off. Selena shoots the arrow. She, keep in mind, she gave this girl 20 minutes. Like, that is to show you how powerful of an assassin Selena, the main character, is. She's such a powerful assassin. She gave this girl 20 minutes. This girl is on one of the fastest horses in the kingdom. Selena's arrow literally still, like, hits near the foot of the horse. Like, literally seconds away from having her arrow go through her neck. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And let me just say this, if you are this far into the podcast episode and you haven't subscribed, rated, or reviewed this podcast, or went and stalked me on my social media accounts that are always in the show notes, that is a criminal offense. Like you will literally be arrested by the FBI if you don't go follow me and follow this podcast and rate this podcast and review this podcast. Criminal offense. Criminal offense of side eye. That was ghetto, but it is, it is a crime. It's against the law. You just broke the law. Congratulations, you're a felon. Did you not just hear me say, go follow me, rate and review the podcast? Like, damn, you are so hard headed. So Selena was like, oh crap, I missed. 
but I promised her one arrow. I also promised her that I would give her 20 minutes to get it out of shooting range, and I gave her 21 minutes. Like, it was just such a deep betrayal that Selena didn't want to kill. Yeah, Selena didn't want to. It was such a deep betrayal that Selena didn't want to kill this person, but also, like, she had to live up to her promise. You know, she knew 20 minutes she wasn't going to be out of range and she knew she would have perfectly killed her. So she gave her 21 minutes. And then there's an even bigger plot twist right after that. Uh, like, y'all, I need y'all to go out there and get this book. Like, y I promise every time you're going to be making predictions and it's not going to be correct. And that, that is why I liked Game of Thrones. That is why I love this book series. That is also why I love this new TV show, Silo, so far. Um... Me and my boyfriend have been watching it, and Silo is so good. I literally started watching it because of some TikTok videos that I saw where basically I thought it was a lot of spoilers, but it's literally just from the first two episodes. It's dystopian. The government has them living in this, like, underground type of concoction that they've made. They don't know why they're there. They don't know who created it. All they know is that some rebels tried to kill off the human population, and so they have no record since before um like a like they have nothing past 140 years ago because everything was destroyed all of a sudden someone finds plans on how the silo was created they found where it leads they like they literally have the entire blueprint and then they have footage of what outside really looks like and it's one of those wally things where it's like you think the world is dead and decaying all of a sudden you see footage from it and you realize like no the world out there is beautiful and lush and green with water. Like there is life outside of this, but from the screens that they see inside that show like video footage of what outside looks like, it just shows rock and desert and like the air quality is too bad that they can't leave the silo. And so they, someone, this girl, the sheriff's wife leaves the silo and she realizes that she is correct and she literally told the sheriff, again, this is like the first episode, so it's not even spoiling. She tells the sheriff, if it is, if out there is really bad, I'm not going to clean the camera. I am just going to walk into the barren desert that we can see, and I'm just going to die. But if I am correct, and out there is really as lush and green with birds and everything like I think it is, I am going to wipe the camera, and you will know that I was correct. And I'm going to go over that hill. And when I go over that hill, uh, what's it called? When I go over the hill, I'm going to find out what's happening. And then I'm going to come back for you. So she goes out there. We don't see what she sees, but she wipes the camera. And then she starts to head up the hill. And then we see that she dies. Then the sheriff goes, I want to go out there. And I should have done this when my wife did it. He goes out there. We can see what he sees. It's lush. It's beautiful. There's butterflies. There's birds. It's so green. And he goes, oh, my God, I need to show this to the people. So he wipes the camera, and then he starts to walk over the hill, and suddenly he's like, oh, crap, I'm dying. Like, hold on, I'm about to pass out. So he takes off his helmet because he's like, oh, my God, it might be what's in the suit. And so he rips off his helmet, but, like, from what we can see, he dies. And that's kind of it. And that was the TikTok videos that I saw, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to watch this. And so this seems to be another crazy mystery, like, sci-fi dystopian common is in it. 
common is judicial common is one of the people who we like is one of the people that they're afraid of so that's weird um but yeah i love stories like that i love 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 i love mysteries i love mysteries girl i love me a good mystery i love it i live for that i eat that i eat that content up i eat it up and you would do it too for a check so the last thing that i want to talk about is i am very much into the finance world i've always loved the finance world i love learning about business stock markets the economy i love it i love graham stephan i okay graham stephan is actually the only person with the content that i trust and anyone else he recommends um and i trust him because when he has the most dynamic content and he like shows you where he's also the one who's not just telling you the information but he's like here's the article that i saw here's the quote that i'm literally quoting here's the research that i've done and like he shows you his sources so that's why i enjoy graham stefan but here's the thing um he had dave ramsey on and dave ramsey is for the people who are trying to change their life they're used to living broke not having any money really deep in debt and he had and so he talks to uh, Dave Ramsey, who's like, no credit cards, stay away from credit cards. And Graham Stephan is like, y'all, I do credit card hacking, which actually people who are like credit card hackers, not like actually scam artists, but they basically maximize the use of every credit card. They have like 20 to 30 credit cards. They are the only people that the bank loses money from. Um, Graham Stephan is one of those. So they're complete polar opposites. But then Dave Ramsey's protege was on the podcast and he was mentioning how Graham Stephan content is for people who are who are already financially stable and is optimizing their money while Dave Ramsey is for people who are literally like working class citizens just trying to afford comfort and I didn't realize that's what Graham Stephan was and I realized like oh my god like I put myself on a pedestal and I thought I was on that Graham Stephan level um, but so then I started watching shows like How to Get Rich on Netflix, which really helped uh, Money Explained. It's a whole series called Explained where they just explain stocks, investments, credit cards, which is where I learned that uh, credit card hackers are the only ones that are the only people that the bank loses money on. People who pay their um, who pay their money in full, who pay off their bank statement in full and don't what's it called who never pay interest the bank is still making money from you because they make money every time you swipe your card at the store like there's a certain percentage that goes to the bank so they still make money off of you credit card hackers though they suck banks drive for every point system that they are worth and so the value that they are getting out from credit cards literally like exceeds the value that banks get from like swiping and never paying interest and so that is Graham Stephan but I recently listened to the call her daddy episode where she had a financial advisor on and so I ate it up that is what I live for I live for financial advice and I literally have to tell y'all the advice that has actually changed my life the 50 30 20 rule I've been using it for like two weeks now oh my god <laughs> has it really been two weeks no it's been a week mm, so I started I just started I wanted to watch where my money was going and so I 
did a chart and I put how much money I get in and then I put categories of how much money I spent. And I realized that in one week, I have grazed, like literally grazed. Yeah. I'm actually cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I started tracking my money and I realized that I have grazed a good bit of money that has came and left and it is an amount that I didn't even think was possible. I literally was like, there's no way I make that much money, but I have enough income streams that I do and I didn't realize it. Now, this let me let me just put it into perspective. This is not, oh my God, y'all, I'm making $90,000 a year. No, we're still in the poverty level, okay? I am still living below that poverty line. Like we, we do not see more than $15,000 a year type mess. But it was enough money that I went, oh, my God, this is money that I can stop finally like that I can start looking at things that I want and not just focusing on my needs because all I've been doing financially is focusing on my needs. And so because that's all I can afford and sometimes I can't afford my needs. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, how are we going to change that? What are we going to do? And so in this podcast episode, she talked about the 50, 30, 20 rule. She also talked about other money rules that I I've also read the book um rich dad poor dad uh how to be a bad beep with money um or you are a bad beep at creating money uh that book from jennifer something jen cincinnati she's the person who wrote the book how to be a bad beep brianna thank you so much for nothing thank you for nothing uh she's a self-help author she writes a lot of books called like how to be a bad booty and she makes really great books hold on i'm gonna pull up the audiobook right now because i'm actually re-listening to her money one because yeah you are a bad you are a bad booty at making money by jen sincero sincero i think yeah that that's who i'm talking about i could have sworn i heard maintenance outside my window girl that's my desk goodbye <laughs> right out my window but the 50 30 20 rule basically means Every time you get a check, you put 50% to your needs. So that's gas, groceries, bills, subscriptions, car notes, things you genuinely need to pay off. 30% comes to you and that is money for you to blow. You don't put it in a, oh, this is my, you don't set that 30% aside and getting very specific of like, this is my nail fund or this is my facial fund or this is my movie fund because honestly, sometimes, and I realize this happens to me too, you put that aside and you're like, oh, this is for dining and entertainment. This is for travel. This is for this. But then suddenly you get that money, you put it to the side and you go, I don't want to spend it on travel and stuff. But then you feel bad because you're dipping into it for things that like, you know, you're actually spending this money on a concert instead of that trip to Miami that you thought you wanted to go to. And so she was like, don't value it as like, oh, this is for this. This is for that. Literally look at it as this is 30% of my paycheck that is going to me and strictly for me. And I get to spend it on whatever the hell I want. If I want a horse, I'm buying a horse. Or if I go, oh, I don't want a horse. Instead, I want to buy myself a brand new flat screen TV. Go buy yourself that TV. And then 20% goes to future you. And that 20% goes into savings accounts, Roth IRAs, uh, high investment, high yield savings accounts, um, just future investments and stuff that'll make you money. And this has worked out for me because I think a lot of the ways that I was spending money, I value my future self and my future life a lot. 
of course I want to be in a better financial state than what I'm in now. But the issue with that is I also care about the person that I am today. And Graham Stephan, the way he made his fortune was like he just gave up so many things. He did, would go out to restaurants. I, he literally told a story about like all of his friends went out to eat at this restaurant and he came in with his own Subway sandwich because he didn't want to spend restaurant money for birthdays. He would buy his friends like dollar cupcakes and he just kept putting money aside to afford like his first investment property, which then made him money. And to this day, he's a very frugal person because he is more about like saving holding on to his money investing making that money and putting that money aside for like his future self i am not that person the way i was raised the like lifestyle that we lived it it wasn't you know it was comfortable it was truly comfortable and it was truly middle class and all but also there's a combination of like i was a really depressed kid and so I want to focus on making my life good and like having the things I do care about like luxury things. And so this has worked so well for me, which is why I want to share it and just like let y'all know about it because this 50, 30, 20 rule has literally changed my life in the sense of like, I have not panicked about money. I don't have to wake up and think, how am I spending my money? Oh my gosh, like truly to do this podcast because currently I do not have a full-time job or I don't work for a company. Like I'm still working for Uber, so I still work for myself. To do this podcast, I have to choose days where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to Uber today. I'm going to be thinking about making future money with this podcast because I get paid once a month. Uber, I get paid once a week. And so like I literally have to put off days of like actually making money to do this podcast and so like my life literally revolved around money how much money do I have oh my god I'm in zero dollars again and I still need this I need that but doing it this way it has allowed me to enjoy my current self and the person that I currently am and literally being able to go and get like finer things now and like you know, it's a luxury to me because I literally couldn't afford like to get myself clothes or buy my boyfriend gifts or, you know, I literally could not afford those things. I, I am a girly who loves going to the store and getting herself a matcha latte. Just going to Starbucks, getting a matcha latte, going to Dutch Bros, getting myself a nice mango nada rebel, which is so good, by the way. Highly recommend. If you have a Dutch Bros around you, get the mango nada rebel blended. Because blended is like, yeah, is the icy frozen one. Mango Nada Rebel blended. Oh my God. You will not look back. Um, but I enjoy those things, you know? And so I felt like I couldn't afford those things, but now I can. And I can spend that money and not look back. And on top of that, I, have, I am not draining my bank account to zero. Because I didn't know if I could truly afford things you know everything in my bank account was like to whatever I wanted to spend it to but now nope this much is for savings this much is for my needs and this much is for like spending as reckless as I want to guilt-free and I truly just needed a method that came with guilt-free spending and not I can't buy that latte I can't buy that energy drink I can't buy that matcha I can't buy those shirt those shoes like the things that I want I can't go get my eyebrows done my nails done no I get to every paycheck that hits my hands I get to manage it and go okay this much is for my needs groceries gas bills all of that but also what am I gonna get what can I spend recklessly on and it has really changed my life so 
I wanted to share that financial advice because, girly, I am figuring it out. I had no one teach me about finances. The only thing that I got yelled at for was like, why are you always broke? Why do you never have money in your bank account? Now we're not there. Now we're not there anymore. We're not that person. And we're learning how to manage and budget. And it's great. It's great. So I'm, I think we're done here. I just talked for an hour straight. I need to moisten my palate. Um, I also realized that I haven't been doing after hours for some time. And I actually really enjoy after hours because I'm trying to make this podcast clean and like curse word free. Or if there is curse words, I'm bleeping it out. But I don't know if you heard it in the last podcast episode. I kind of missed that. I missed a few curse words. Um, And it's just because like that is what... I feel like will just be better for my career in the long run is being able to have a podcast that is okay. I say that in the sense of like, as I'm coming up and on the come up, I think it'll just be easier to manage a podcast that is technically clean. But after hours, oh, baby girl, we're talking about everything. We're talking about everything in between. We're talking about the things that I don't want employers or family members or brands to hear it girly we are talking about everything okay think of it as my finsta but instead it's my podcast so it's my burner podcast oh should we call the after hours the burner damn but after hours is where the the stuff that like i shouldn't be on the internet that's where we're talking about it so i thought it'd be like a cute like oh after every podcast episode like i'm gonna have an after hours um no I'm going to post on the after hours when I want, but just know it's going to be the hot and heavy tea things. And I already have a after hours podcast episode that I'm currently working on for y'all. So be on the lookout for that. You can go subscribe to that. You, I'm pretty sure you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I don't know about the other podcast platforms, but yeah, girly, she my little burner podcasting account where we talk about anything and everything. So I love you guys. I'm going to go get ready to go do some Uber deliveries and try not to hate my life. Okay, I don't hate my life. We're in our happy phase. Um, I love you. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. And you can do anything you put your mind to. That's one thing that I can promise you. You can truly do whatever you put your mind to. I should also hit the gym today. I haven't hit the gym in a while. I'm also trying to do this thing where I always end up writing long to-do lists, but that's because I put a lot of things off. And so the goal is I knock off three things on my to-do list every day. So I keep the long to-do list, but I can cross three things off every day. And as long as I'm getting three things done, I'm taking steps forward. I'm not focusing on knocking everything off the to-do list. But yeah, that's how we're kind of doing it live. Okay, so it's about to be 4 p.m. I need to head out the door. I love you guys so much. And I wish you peace and happiness, love and prosperity and abundance. And you can do anything you put your mind to. But I'll see y'all. Follow me on the socials. Socials are in the show notes. Oh my God, you can go find me everywhere. You know what? I need to record a new uh, follow me. Whatever. Y'all, goodbye.